This week on God's Favor, 2020 was a tough year. Pandemic, lockdowns, riots, job losses are just a few of the gifts that came our way in 2020. But even in the toughest times, did you know God's favor never leaves you? Welcome to Chapter 3 of God's Favor by Gary Wilkerson. Gary is the president of World Challenge and the host of the Gary Wilkerson podcast. He's also a mentor to pastors and leads many pastors' conferences worldwide. God's Favor is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners with biblical encouragement and thoughtful commentary. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you. Please consider joining our donors who believe in World Challenge's mission. You can do that on our website, worldchallenge.org. And now, here's Chapter 3, Favor Follows You, read by Jason Staples. His favor is always at work for you. Favor follows you. How do you respond to this statement? It isn't just a phrase I say to encourage you. It's a fact based on passage after passage of Scripture. Yet I have found that very few of us in Christ's body live as if this fact is true. God's favor does follow us through every day of our lives, no matter what a given day may bring. It's important to know this because as long as we live in this broken, fallen world, we're never going to be problem-free. In the previous chapter, I mentioned problems in marriages and with children. But what about physical or mental sufferings? Some Christians struggle with depression. They wonder if their cloud will ever lift so they can sense God's sweet favor again. Others endure excruciating physical pain. Right now, our nation is undergoing a serious opioid crisis with an alarming overdose casualty rate, and it's being fueled mostly by average people who get addicted trying to find relief from excruciating physical pain. No matter what our problem, some of us struggle to believe our situation will ever get better. You might answer my opening question this way. Favor follows me? Feels more like disfavor. God's favor is the last thing I see in my day-to-day life. I can hardly believe all the problems piling up around me. I never thought the Christian life would look like this. In fact, I don't feel like I have a witness anymore. My life feels more like a disgrace than a testimony. I'll be honest, there are times I'm ashamed to reveal to strangers that I'm a Christian. I can guarantee you no Christian ever pictured himself being in seasons like this. No one ever imagined their hardships would outweigh the comfort or power they feel from God. Yet Peter tells us we aren't to think of such trials as unusual. 1 Peter 4.12-13 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. Peter offers a reminder of a theme from the last chapter. That is, if you're in the midst of an excruciating season of life, hold on. Don't give up hope because the Lord isn't finished with your story. His glory has yet to be revealed in it. You may think you're alone in your predicament, that you have brought disgrace to His name. But Peter speaks to multitudes of Jesus' followers when he says that all along, God has been storing up blessings for you to show you favor you never dreamed of. He states clearly that God's glory is going to be revealed through your trial, and the time to rejoice over that is today. That's the word 
I wish to bring to a struggling single mom I know. Her husband abandoned her and their two children, and now bills are beginning to pile up. She doesn't know where to turn. What's she supposed to think when she reads this chapter's opening statement, Favor Follows You? To her, the opposite seems true. She is struggling just to survive, watching her children suffer, one need after another rushing at her without relief. As things turn from dim to dark to bleak in her world, it's hard for her to imagine anything wonderful ever happening again. There's a huge disparity between what she knows of her loving, faithful God and the very real circumstance she faces. What does that do to her faith? In seasons of struggle, the root of our dilemma is a matter of faith. We can't see God at work, yet the Bible tells us that's exactly what the Lord is doing in our crisis. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Few of us associate this verse with our seasons of struggle. Instead, we read it the way a child anticipates an approaching birthday. God has something great prepared for me? Awesome! Yet embedded in this verse is an incredible truth about our discouraging times. God is at work for us, always. While we struggle through difficult days, He is constantly at work building, creating, moving, and changing things on our behalf. It's all part of His amazing favor, a favor that follows us continually no matter what our circumstance. I want to convey two urgent truths to every Christian who identifies with the struggling single mom. First, hold on. God is actually storing up great blessings for you. Your day is coming. He has your appointed time in mind. And second, we can never forget that Satan constantly seeks to steal from us. The enemy of our souls attacks most fiercely when we're undergoing stressful trials. That's when our capacity for hope is most vulnerable. And that's just what the devil is looking to steal from us, our hope. If he can rob us of that, he can steal our future, the blessed destiny that God is at work shaping for us. Yet here is another amazing fact about God's favor. Even if our hope has been robbed, the Bible tells us God wins it back for us. And not only that, He multiplies it. The oldest book of the Bible, Job, demonstrates this most famously, but other passages point it out as well. For instance, in Old Testament times, if a thief was caught stealing something, he had to replace it sevenfold. In the New Testament, God promises to do even more, replacing things one hundredfold. In short, his favor goes beyond restorative justice, spilling over into boundless grace. And that amazing grace is the power behind all of God's favor. Even if we can't see God at work, our Heavenly Father has been actively working since our ordeal began, storing up His appointed blessings for us. The Bible tells us in passage after passage, this is exactly what God is doing at all times working to change things on our behalf. Jeremiah 29.11 tells us, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. As Paul says, our minds can't fathom what the Lord is preparing for all of us who love Him. And David testifies in Psalm 31.19, How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you. 
you may feel like the opposite of these passages is happening, that everything you cherish is being drained away, but all along God is working to bring about the blessing He has prepared for you. I want to borrow a brief illustration I once heard that has stayed with me powerfully. Let's say you've just secured a dream job and you show up for work on Monday ready to dive in. Then when Friday comes, your paycheck doesn't arrive. You think, hmm, maybe I'm being paid monthly. But at the end of the month, you aren't paid either. You begin to wonder if you aren't measuring up to the job. You think you've lost the boss's favor. You begin obsessing over anything you might have done wrong. This continues for another couple of months, and your spirits sag further and further. What you don't know is that on the coming Friday, your boss won't only pay you three months' wages, he'll give you 30 years' wages. It's an amount you never would have imagined coming your way, and one you could never truly earn. When that happens, you think, whoa, I don't deserve this. It's an outrageous amount. I could work the rest of my days and never earn all of what I've been given. Yet that's the very nature of God's grace when he blesses us. We may feel like things are in decline, but all the while the Lord is planning a blessing that's meant to take us by surprise and humble us through his mercy. During the barren months and seasons of your life, your mind may tell you one thing, but think about what's actually happening. God isn't idly neglecting you. He is thinking of you the whole time, creating a blessing you never could have dreamed would happen. Here's something else to consider. The blessing we're looking for as God's children isn't primarily material or physical. It's God himself. It's more of his presence, greater depth built into our trust and faith, and greater peace and joy in our turbulent times. That kind of intimate knowledge comes only through difficult trying seasons. In his omniscience, God knows those things couldn't come to us any other way. What seemed like a withholding of favor was in reality a blessing on many levels at once, a work of far greater favor. We're blessed not just on a physical or material plane, but in our strength of heart. Often that doesn't occur to us when we're in the midst of our struggle. Instead, we're left wondering whether God will ever answer our prayers. In fact, sometimes after we pray, things seem to get worse instead of better. And as we confront even more oncoming trials, our hope in God's promises falls by the wayside. We wonder, I don't see any reality of God in this. Why should I keep believing? I want to tell every fellow Christian that the Lord isn't idle in your life. Even when things seem dead and hopeless, you can be assured His favor hasn't been lifted from you. On the contrary, He is on the job achieving His greatest kingdom work yet. What seems like a lack of favor today will prove He was at work behind the scenes all along, storing up great benefits for you. Here is something we don't hear taught much about God's favor. He uses our difficult seasons to prepare us for His blessings. That's right. God's preparation for us to receive His blessings doesn't happen before or after our difficult season. It happens during our time of trial. While we think He has abandoned us, He is actually at work within us preparing our hearts. Abram provides a wonderful example of this in Genesis 13 and 14. God led him and his family to a new land where they were blessed immensely. In fact, their herds quickly outgrew the land they owned. So Abram took his nephew Lot aside and said, Look at all this land surrounding us. There's so much abundance. Why don't we stake it out and divide it up so our blessings will keep growing? 
Just pick out which direction you'd like to go, Lot. You can have whichever half of the land you want and take half of our herds and graze there. Lot saw that one side of the land was lush and green, favored with rain and flowing water. The other side was rockier and more arid, with hardly any watering holes. Naturally, Lot chose the lush side of the land. So, do you think Abraham was disappointed over that? Did he ever question himself? Why did I let this happen? Life would have been so much easier if I'd kept the lush land for myself. I could have let young Lot develop the drier, rougher land. I don't think that ever crossed Abram's mind. Surely he knew which side of the land was better when he offered it to Lot. Yet Abram also knew something that was more important to him than land. It was that God assigns favor according to his own thoughts, not according to our planning, strategizing, or understanding. As it turned out, Abram's herds continued multiplying even in the dry land. Why? You could say Abram brought favor to an unfavored land. That kind of thing happens only by God's determination. Meanwhile, the more favored region that Lot chose was ravaged by war and strife between the ruling kings there. In fact, eventually several of them banded together to take Lot and his family captive. Abram, the man in the unfavored land, had to rescue him. Abram didn't need the lusher, greener land because he knew the nature of the God who owned it all, and he trusted in God's faithfulness. The outward appearance of the land meant nothing to him. He knew God's favor was accumulating for him all along. Abram's story shows us that our own direction in life doesn't determine our destiny. God does. I know a lot of faithful Christians who are convinced of something God never told them that they have been disqualified forever from a life of favor. They think, I've blown it. I've made a terrible decision earlier in my life and it changed everything. Now I'll never know God's favor again. My path is determined forever. For some, it was a bad business choice. For others, it was their choice of spouse and the marriage ended. For others, it was an addiction or a lust that wrecked a blessed relationship or a fruitful career. So they think, that's it? I ruined it. Nothing can change the course for me. Their way of thinking begins to lean more toward expecting curses than blessings. But nothing could be further from God's truth or from his plan for your life. It doesn't matter how you arrived at your current circumstance. God wants to bring favor to your marriage now, blessing to your work now, richness to your family bonds now. Joy to your friendships now, and courage to your walk with Him now. You may be tempted to change courses drastically, to make something new happen, to distance you from your past mistakes. Maybe you're compelled to turn your life in a different direction, to move on your own to correct things. But that may not be God's plan for you. It is His way to bring you out of the wreckage of your sin and failure and to make His glorious light shine in your life again. Let me point out here, there's nothing wrong with making wise choices for change. In fact, I would encourage those kinds of choices, especially when someone is entangled in an abusive or potentially dangerous situation. But often I see Christians leaving difficult situations just because it's the easiest answer. Here's the problem with that. When you run from a difficulty, you end up running away from the blessing God has for you on the other side of it. What's more, you may be running from one problem to a worse one. Say, from a tension-filled marriage to a relationship that will prove to be ten times harder. 
You may feel your life is in total misery with no possibility of redemption, but I can tell you this for sure. God wants to show you His favor right where you are, in your present circumstance. It doesn't matter how you got there. He's changing things already. In fact, if you were able to see this, you wouldn't feel like giving up. And you wouldn't feel like running from your problem. Instead, you would know the best is just ahead for you. Jacob's story proves that when you're a child of God, it doesn't matter how hopeless your circumstance looks. His favor is going to rain on you. Jacob agreed to work for crooked Laban for seven years to be able to marry his daughter Rachel. But when those seven years were up, Laban gave Jacob a different daughter to marry, Leah. He forced Jacob to work another seven years to marry Rachel. Fourteen years of total work. That was a long time to work for the one he loved. But things later proved even worse for Jacob during his years under Laban's thumb. Laban tricked Jacob in all kinds of ways, changing his wages and squeezing him to get all he could from his son-in-law's labors. Jacob knew he could never overcome the bondage he was entangled in, but he knew God could, and Jacob trusted the Lord's word to him that he was favored. It led him to make an outlandish suggestion to his father-in-law. Instead of giving me these minuscule wages, he said, why not let me have any sheep that are born spotted? Spotted sheep were incredibly rare, but for Jacob, having livestock of his own was the only way he saw out of his impoverished life. Laban clearly saw his advantage in the deal Jacob was offering, so he quickly agreed to it. Then, to his surprise, every lamb that was born came out spotted. Laban quickly broke off the agreement. So now Jacob proposed, Okay, all the white or spotted sheep are yours, but if any come out striped, let me have those. Who ever heard of striped sheep? Again, Laban agreed, but as you might guess, every sheep was born striped. Despite his own flaws and his own crookedness at times, Jacob knew the fantastic grace of walking in God's favor. He could endure every treachery by Laban because he was secure in his knowledge that God was for him. Jacob knew his day would come, and it did. Later, he became known as Israel, God's chosen beloved. I've learned through 40 years of ministry that the more difficult the trial, the greater the reward at the end of it. God can be at work behind the scenes even when there's an appearance of tragedy. I have a friend whose life became a modern-day version of Job's. Deeply blessed, he was shocked as his life blew up almost overnight. The wife he loved and cherished had an affair breaking his heart. Despite his pain, my friend loved her and was determined to repair the marriage. He worked hard to make that happen, but his wife chose a different path, leaving him for the other man. Within a few weeks, he lost his well-paying job. That caused him to lose his house. The losses meant his wife would get custody of their children. In the midst of it all, he came to me totally distressed. I'm out of work and homeless, he said. I've lost my family. Everything I loved, my life will never be the same. He seemed completely out of hope. If ever there was someone whose life appeared to be in disfavor, it was my friend. We both knew nothing could ever make the situation right, to repair the blessed life he once had. Divorce is always harmful and hurtful. Yet God did something supernatural for my friend. A few years later, he met a beautiful, loving, godly woman. 
She loved him and became the delight of his life. When they got married, I saw my friend become the happiest man I'd ever seen. Around that time, he got a job with a growing company and worked his way up to an executive position. It was a beautiful, amazing thing to behold. When things looked bleak beyond all hope, my friend could easily have chosen a different direction for his life. Instead, at the very time he felt God was absent, something in his heart told him otherwise, and he held on. When it looked as if all favor was gone, that his broken life would never be whole again, he knew in his heart, my Redeemer lives. Somehow he trusted that during his most painful time, God was accumulating for him a great harvest in his storehouse. He eventually saw that when he thought he had lost God's favor completely, favor actually followed him. Maybe you're in a dark hour, perhaps the darkest you've ever known. The things pressing you down haven't changed for years. Yet the reality is, God's favor follows you. No bad decision you ever made can hold him back from blessing you as he desires. He is your Savior and also your Redeemer, the one who resurrects beauty from ashes. He is with you in your circumstance, building up your blessings in his amazing storehouse. And you can know that the longer you endure your storm, the greater his supply for you. His purpose for you isn't finished, and his favor surrounds you. As Romans 8.28 says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. You've been listening to Chapter 3 of God's Favor, read by Jason Staples. This podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. World Challenge is incredibly thankful for the support we receive from many people across the country who believe in our mission. We are able to continue creating resources like this podcast because of donations from listeners like you. You can make a donation at worldchallenge.org. Thank you for listening and supporting. Next week on God's Favor, Gary begins the second part of his book, Our Responsibility to Find Rest in God's Favor. Until then, we hope you are experiencing the life God wants you to have.